Welcome to the Totally Transformed Podcast. My name is Lance Borden, and I'm here, as always, with my mom, psychologist and Christian author, Dr. Connie Borden. How are you today? I'm really good, and I'm glad to be with you all that are listening to us right now. Merry Christmas, everybody. We are definitely in the Christmas season and uh, enjoying the festivities, the lights on homes around us, and uh, Christmas music playing everywhere we go, and Christmas trees going up. Um, it's just such a really, it's a really fun time of year, uh, to just kind of be a kid really. And, um, you know, just kind of allow yourself time to enjoy relationships and bask in the, the glow of celebrating Jesus, the ultimate gift that came to us, uh, 2000 years ago, um, to be our Lord and savior. Um, but even with all that, you know, we, there's so many songs about joy, joy to the world, and yet depression seems to attack this time of year. And so we always like to talk about that this time of year because we feel like it's important um, to understand why that is. So we're going to talk uh, today and probably next week as well about why. Why does depression try to attack us? Why is our joy at, threatened this time of year? What are the reasons for that? And how can we overcome it in order to be truly joyful and have the joy of the Lord? So, um, mom, why, why is it from a, from a psychologist, a licensed clinical psychologist point of view, why does depression attack this time of year? Well, there really are many reasons, but this time of year, if you have genetic predisposition to depression or you've got something or have had something going on that is traumatic or that it's upset you, you can't seem to maybe get over that and enter into the jolly and then you feel rejected kind of, or you're rejecting yourself. What's you say, well, what's wrong with me? Kind of like on the back of my book say, but not free. So I'm a Christian. What's wrong with me? Actually, there may be nothing wrong with you because depression can be an illness or it can um, come from disappointment. Like if you're disappointed, there's several things in life that could be disappointing, such as uh, people, events, and circumstances you didn't plan on that are out of your control. Uh, at this time in the history of the world, in this nation, there's a lot of people disappointed about COVID and what they've been through and maybe the death of loved ones. And then also, um, if you're a conservative, you may be disappointed in the leadership of this country. And the fact that it feels like we're leaning left and we can't seem to get that under control except to vote and pray, which I say except, that's really, really, really important. In fact, one of the most important things you can do. But sometimes we feel uh, in a hopeful season, we feel helpless. Right. And, you know, I just want to reiterate, there's a circle of influence where you do affect people. And then there's a circle of concern. We are concerned, I have a saying though, it concerns me, it's not my concern. We can be concerned about COVID, we can be concerned about the country, we can be concerned about liberalism and socialism and some of the things that's going on that we feel we're moving toward, but all we can do is vote and be convicted and act ourselves in our circle of influence and then not let all those things in the circle of concern, which you cannot change directly, get you so depressed and disappointed 
that then you're no good to the people that are directly influenced by you, like your spouse or your children or your relatives and all that. So it's a real challenge sometimes. And, um, you know, I want to say, I want to say some myths about depression. Okay. Okay. That, that, that basically affect Christians because we're speaking, I hope I am speaking to you, Mr. and Mrs. Christian or Miss Christian, um, in the sense that you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Because if you haven't done that, that's where life starts. It is. That's the reason for the season, the birth of Jesus Christ. And we're celebrating him. And if you haven't done that today, maybe towards the end we can um, share how that can be done. Or do you want to share now? Well, because that's when Christmas goes from being an observed holiday to being a personal experience. Correct. Right? Where you're celebrating a personal relationship you have with a savior. Right. Um, it's really very simple. You know, I'll just say it right now because it's, there's no time like the present, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, Jesus and a relationship with Jesus, who is the savior of the world, the son of God is available right now for you. Uh, Romans three twenty three says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All meaning all of us, none of us, could make it to heaven on our own merits. That's right. Every single one of us are born with a sin nature and then we sin uh, of our own volition and we therefore are not worthy to enter heaven or be with God unless there is a payment for our sins. So Romans 6 23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that there's Christmas right there. Right. And so the gift of God is Jesus who came, lived 33 years on this earth, lived a perfect life. He was born perfect, uh, was born of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit conceived him in Mary and he was brought forth. So he was man and God together. Um, And he then lived a perfect life and then chose to give himself up to die a horrible, torturous death on a cross uh, to pay for our sins. Um, and took on the sins of the world, path, you know, going, you know, of all time, uh, dying on the cross going forward. And so we fast forward to our lives. He has already paid for our sin. But then Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So are you saying, Lance, we can be instantly saved right now? If we will just follow those verses and those facts that you just said, and he can come into anyone's heart that we're speaking to that in the sound of our voice right now, right instantly, now. right now, instant justification, meaning that you're in right standing with God, not by what you have done as a person or not done, but because of what Jesus did. And he imputes that righteousness to us if we just accept him in our heart and do what you said. Right? Yes. Because another, uh, set of scriptures in the Bible, Ephesians two, eight and nine says, for it is by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So it's simply by faith, which is believing that Jesus did that for you, that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead. You're coming to him. You are asking him to forgive you of your sins and accepting his payment, his death on the cross, uh, accepting the free gift of his payment for your sins as a payment for your sins uh, to absolve them, to wash them away forever, and then trusting in him as your Lord and Savior so that He, you're trusting in him as 
the one that is saving you from your sins, but then you're also submitting your will to him to be your Lord and to be the one you submit everything in your life to from relationships to finances, to job, to everything that concerns you is now under his purview and you're living for him and what he would have you do in all those situations. So not only will I have eternal life if I died today, tell me, since we're talking about depression, how knowing Jesus Christ is my personal savior like that would help me today if I was feeling depressed. What would Jesus do for me? Right. So ultimately, because your destination is with him forever in heaven, the things that happen in this world when they don't go your way, the things that have happened in your past that didn't go your way, all of that can be redeemed, if you will, can be put into the context of the fact that, hey, that's the past. I'm forgetting what lies behind and I'm reaching forward to what lies ahead, which is eternal life, eternal joy, eternal pleasures at the right hand of God the Father. And if you can process all of the hardships of life through that lens of where you're headed, it totally changes your perspective and your joy. And then I'm thinking of that verse. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. In other words, once you know him, he becomes your helper. The Holy Spirit comes in. He's your guide. If you're trying to make a decision, he strengthens you. He builds you up. He gives you direction. And so therefore, you're not alone ever in this world because Jesus never changes. He'll never leave you. He never will separate you from his love. If you sin after you're saved, you repent and the blood never loses its power. And then we have a really present help against who is the one, Satan, who wants to make you feel depressed, wants to make you feel that there's no reason to live, you're not important, all these lies that he tells your mind that the word of God offsets. That starts with this relationship with Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, right? It does. It does. So if that's you, let's pray right now. Yeah, let's try. If you will agree with me right now and repeat after me, mm-hmm. wherever you are, in your car, at home, in whatever uh, place you're at, you can repeat after me. And if you mean it in your heart, you can be saved right so now. So you say it and I'll repeat it like our listeners would do. Okay, okay, that sounds good. Okay. Dear Lord. Dear Lord. I come to you right now. I come to you right now. I am sorry for my sins. I am sorry for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me, Jesus. And I ask you to forgive me, Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I claim your sacrifice as payment for my sins. I claim your sacrifice as payment for my sins. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe you rose from the dead. And I submit my life to you. And I submit my life to you. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. I want to live in heaven with you forever. I want to live in heaven with you forever. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You know, I would just like to say, if you made that decision with us today, where can they contact us? They can contact us. Uh, you can contact us if you're listening to me right now at info at totally And uh, that's an email address. Obviously send us an email. Let us know you prayed that prayer because we would like to Um, send you resources. We would like to pray with you. Uh, We would like to help you get started in your Christian walk. So please email us and let us know at info at totallytransformed.org. And then wherever you are, you need to get in fellowship with Christians that can help you grow. 
a church. Uh, you need to get into uh, the Word, other people that can help you be a disciple of Christ to grow in Him because you just became born again like a newborn baby in the physical realm. He needs or she needs to be nurtured with food and parents that guide and direct them. So you need strong Christian mentors yeah. to help you. And, yeah. and it's out there. Yeah, right? and it's important to tell somebody, right? right? So if you haven't been in church, it's important to go to church and tell somebody, hey, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior today or yesterday or this week or whatever. Um, or like, like we said, contact us, let us know, yeah. um, that you made that decision. Because Jesus said in the word, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father in heaven. So that's what you want to do to proclaim now that you're a born again child of God with all the benefits in the word of God and start a good chapter in the Bible to start reading is John. John is a very good, good book, chapter, I mean, yeah. a good book. Yep. I mean, to right. read. Okay, so then we want to transition from that to say that even if you are a Christian, and for sure if you're not, so that's why we wanted to start with that, that you have all the resources in the Godhead to help you through this life, because we are, not, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. We're eternally minded, and we have an enemy and, uh, that through Satan. So he'll try to lie to you and say that you should be depressed today. And I just wanted to give some facts that will normalize how you feel to let you know that this is maybe where you are today, but it doesn't have to be where you are tomorrow or next week or next month. But depression affects millions of Americans each year. Hmm. Uh, fewer than half of the people suffering from depression seek treatment. About one out of every four women and one out of every 10 men develop depression during their lifetime. Um, I will just give a side to that. Women are emotionally directed and created. Men are more fact-oriented. Women are more relationship-oriented. So if relationships and emotions could get the gender down, it would be the women or the female that would suffer a little bit more. So that answers that statistic. Uh, twice as many women, again, as men experience depression, but both are equally at risk for bipolar disorder, which bipolar is where you have both depression and manic episodes where you're really excitable and do some crazy things. And uh, there's thousands of people that die annually in the U.S. from suicide, which usually indicates an underlying illness, which is frequently depression. And as we teach in Totally Transformed Ministries, there's a root of rejection or disappointment from an event, circumstance, or people you sense that, you fear it, and then you reject yourself. And Satan says, look, you're no good to the world or anybody else, so you might as well just take yourself out, which is a lie straight from the pit of hell. You were born in your mother's womb. You were born with a purpose and a significance. Everybody has a significance in the kingdom of God. And if you're believing that you are no good to this world or the people around you, that is what Satan wants you to believe. But that is a pure lie. He wants you to quit. Mm -hmm. He wants you to give up. And that's, I mean, that's an emotion that I think everybody's experienced where when you're going through something hard, you want to quit, right? Right. He wants to take us to the point where we want to quit life completely. Exactly. And, and then, we can't give in to that. And, and if you think about it, he's won then because you can't yeah. have any influence in your circle of influence, right? right? You right. can't have any influence in your circle of concern. You're not here to pray. Right. Jesus created us to be his disciples or called us to be his disciples, created us in his image so we could be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. But if you are emotionally or physically down, 
you need to deal with that. And uh, some people that are experiencing a depression, here's some ways you will know. There's a difference between sadness and depression. You know, you can feel sad, but there's a difference between the two. If you're depressed, you're going to have that depressed feeling for two to four weeks at least. You're going to have a diminished interest or pleasure in all your activities. You're going to have significant change in your appetite or weight. You can't sleep. Either you sleep too much or you don't sleep at all. Um, you can be very restless or sluggish, you know, like that kind of concurs with sleeping. Like I'm restless and I can't sleep or I'm very sluggish. I just don't want to see anybody. I want to sleep all the time. You can be very fatigued or have a loss of energy. Uh, unexplained aches or pains in your body. You can't concentrate. You can't make a decision. And you feel worthless, like we said, and inappropriate guilt gets you. And then you may have thoughts of death or suicide. If any five of those is going on, I gave you about 10 there, in your mind or heart, then you probably have a clinical depression, which means that you need to have, uh, research shows if you have therapy with a licensed psychologist or someone that can minister to you in the body of Christ, and also see a psychiatrist who's an MD that deals with psychotropic medication, that's medication that deals with depression and anxiety that helps the neurotransmitters of the brain with the chemicals of dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, which if you don't have enough of those things, that could cause you to be depressed. Right. So he can give you the medication for that. And if that's what you need, some people think, and I'm going to talk about next, some myths of depression among Christians. But some people feel like they should overcome this all by themselves. And if you don't have enough of something in your system, then you need to replenish it. And taking medication does not mean that God is not healing you because he works through medication and doctors, right? Yeah. I mean... If you know, in our physical bodies, we take medicine when we're sick, right? Right. Um, while praying for the Lord to heal us, asking God to heal us. So why would we not take advantage of the advances in medicine and in the mental emotional world right. to take the things that can help us there while asking God to heal us mentally and emotionally? Because we have to understand we are triune. We are spirit. We live in a body and we have a soul. We define the soul as the mind that thinks, imagines, and remembers the will and the emotions. So if that is off, the chemical transformation or the transmitters in your um, brain or your thinking negative, ne negatively, um, that can affect your emotions if you set your will to do that. If you're physically ill, like you said, you go to the doctor, every part, one-third of our tr whole being could affect the other. Right. So, and if you have a family history, if you have a predisposition genetically, uh, your father, your grandfather, your grandmother, your mother, somebody was depressed and you lived with that in nurture, the way you were nurtured and nature from these neurotransmitters or genetically what was passed down, those can all be factors. And then you need a professional to help you diagnose that whether, rather than just trying to kick it yourself, though... If you're a Christian, the word of God, have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God in the peace of God, which passes all understanding. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, that's, uh, you know, Nehemiah 8.10. If you have the Lord in your heart, the joy of the Lord, and you meditate there, meditate on my word day and night, you'll have success in all your ways. The word is Jesus. 
overcome Satan, because Satan understands the word, if you believe it. And he will flee if he's trying to give you uh, or put on you a spirit of depression, because there are spirits. There are, uh, he has an army, a third of the angels fell with him when he left heaven and betrayed the Lord. And so, you know, 2 Timothy 1, 7 says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. So those scriptures are important. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, could there also be spiritual forces at work? Yes. Causing us to be depressed. Yes. Uh, potentially. And, you know, Ephesians six twelve, which is another verse says, for we do not, uh, for we, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. It's new living translation. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. We usually think of that verse in the context of, you know, others, right? We're not right. fighting against other people when we have struggles, right. we're fighting against spiritual forces, right. but could it also apply to, we're not fighting against our own flesh and blood struggles. Correct. We're fighting against spiritual forces that are trying to impact ourselves, right? All right. Um, and apply it that way. And I think one of the things, if I'm talking to someone today that is depressed, in the, the James 1 says, submit yourself to the Lord, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So in the name of Jesus, I resist a spirit of depression, or I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. You know, use Jesus. And in other words, if there's a spiritual force then he's got to um, respond to the word of God because he was beaten at Calvary and made a show, uh, Jesus made a show of him openly forevermore for you today. So if you just came into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ today, you have Jesus in you. And the word says, greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. So use those spiritual weapons of your warfare that are listed uh, in the armor of God, in Second um, Corinthians uh, ten three through five, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds, we destroy arguments and every proud obstacle to the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive in obedience to Christ, punishing every disobedience with obedience. Yeah. So if your thoughts are lies from Satan, that those scriptures go there, meditate there, read those are the answer. If Call them down. Yeah, and if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you know that we have a resource called The Five R's to Victory in Your Thought Life, which is available for a free PDF download if you go to our website, totallytransformed.org, to our print resources. Go to resources and then print resources. Um, there's a link to it there, and it'll bring up the PDF that you can print out or save that goes through the steps to overcoming uh, spiritual forces that are coming against you uh, taking authority, naming the spirit, saying, you know what? I'm not going to give into a spirit of fear. I bind a spirit of fear that's Amen. trying to attack me in Jesus' name. Amen. And using God's word against it and then rejoicing. Okay, so I want to say just a few myths. It's hard to say that word, myths. Myths. Thank you. <laughs> uh, that sometimes Christians believe, hopefully some of the things we've said today show you that depression, uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, can attack Christians. So one myth is that Christians never get depressed. You know, like, like if you're depressed and you're a Christian and you believe that myth, then you're going to feel really defeated, right, right? Right. A second one is I can overcome depression just by my willpower. 
Now, we believe that you can use your will to meditate on the word and use the power of the word to overcome Satan. But if you have one of these genetic predispositions or sometimes if you've been through chronic stress, because we're supposed to have acute stress, but if you have chronic stress, like you've gone through a long-term relationship problem or a long-term sickness, it depletes the chemicals in your brain that I've named, I've just named a few, dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine. And so you may need, again, medication, even though you're using your will to believe God and overcome Satan by his power. So sometimes it takes all of that. Once we are depressed, we are always depressed. We are not always anything except that Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He is always. And we're always victorious through Christ using the weapons of our warfare that we just talked about. Um, I don't need therapy. I have Jesus. This is kind of the same line along the same lines. But what I'm telling you as a licensed clinical psychologist that research shows if you're depressed and you go for therapy with somebody that can help you talk through your issues and your emotions and where your disappointment or your rejection started. And then you can also be referred to the psychotropic medication that you need. Then you could, it, you will come out of depression. It's a researched fact by when they've researched this with thousands of people. Um, and then another myth taking medications mean I means I don't have faith in God. We kind of already addressed that, right? And uh, because I'm a certain culture, I shouldn't be depressed. Sometimes cultures treat that it's just a really bad stain on the family. If somebody's going through depression, that you should be bigger, brighter, greater than that. And that's hard to deal with, right? Right, right. because right. that sends you further in a downward spiral to say, well, what's wrong with me again? Exactly. Right. right. Why can't I get over it like seemingly everybody else does, which we always know that... Satan wants us to think that we're, we struggle alone and we're the only ones, right? When we know right. that when actually there's nothing new under the sun, there's plenty of other people that struggle with the same things we struggle with, but, but God, God's given us the tools okay. uh, freely yeah, to exactly. overcome. If we use them, if right. we don't use them. Do we have a few more minutes before we pray? Yeah. Okay. Just a few other facts. Uh, there's risk factors of depression, such as past abuse, physical, sexual, emotional. Um, so therefore, our ministry, if you've been listening to us, to us any length of time, helps you the, to get through any physical, sexual, or emotional abuse through healing. Jesus said, I've come to heal the brokenhearted and set at liberty those that are bound. You can get my book, Save But Not Free, at savebutnotfree.com or amazon.com. You can go to past podcast. We have several series about how to be healed um, that you can get that information. All right, then, and then this is interesting. Even positive events, such as graduating, getting married, a new job can lead to depression. Mm. That's kind of paradoxical. Because of change and change, transition. Change and that you're in your comfort zone and you should be really happy about this, but you feel threatened or fearful. The enemy looks, uh, you know, when he attacked, attacked Jesus, um, in uh, the wilderness, he said he left him when Jesus used the word as we do. But it said he said, I'm going to come back for a more opportune time. Mm. So if you're transitioning, if you're moving, if you're moving to a new state, he thinks that's an opportune time. Mm. And sometimes depression will set in. Nearly 30 percent of people with substance abuse problems also suffer from depression. Mm. 
I call that the elephant in the room. If you're abusing or addicted to drugs or alcohol, you need to get that straight, which usually cause, uh, takes rehabilitation in an in-person treatment center. Um, I'd, um, women, well, I've said this about women and the statistics in the United States, um, at some point in their lives, about one in four Americans will experience depression. Now I'm flipping to actually America. Um, one man, uh, once men, now these are things that we see, but these are things that don't have to be. Once men hit midlife, they may face an increased risk of depression due to decreased testosterone, which you can go to your uh, family doctor and take a blood test and decide and find out if you have a decrease of testosterone. Sometimes when you get to midlife, men especially look back on their life and they say, well, I didn't achieve this or I didn't achieve that and I wanted to. And, you know, that's what you said in the very beginning, forgetting those things that are behind. You use those things as stepping stones, not tombstones, right? Right. Um, researchers have recently found that those who suffer from a depression are at risk for low bone mineral de- density. And uh, depressed women are especially at risk for developing osteoporosis. So that's why we're promoting that you get a physical um, uh, evaluation as well as looking with a therapist or a psychiatrist about the chemical um, impact on your emotions. And then I just think this is interesting. Um, Abraham Lincoln, which everybody knows, fell into a deep depression after his wife, his first love, died. Um, and he reportedly suffered from chronic depression his entire life. So that tells you that sometimes in a famous person and a famous position with a lot of pressure, you might be under more attack. If you've experienced loss at the holiday time, um, this will remind you of it, that it comes back and you might need to continue to heal from that. I mean, we are human. Mm -hmm. Jesus wept. He had emotions. He felt loss. But then every time it says that in the Bible, it says he went to the mountain and prayed. You know, he came and fed the 5,000. Then he went to the mountain and prayed, came out and found they had beheaded John the Baptist. He went to the mountain and prayed. He had that intimate relationship. It wasn't that he didn't suffer these things. That's why he came, to realize that uh, so we don't suffer uh, like we have no hope in him. He understands those things. Yeah, it's it's I, I, it's miserable. Um, I, I had a time in my life where I was going through a really, really hard time. And I remember uh, what, some of the things you were talking about at the beginning. All I wanted to do was sleep. Uh, and I remember at one point, and that was really just trying to escape. Right. I remember at one point, all I really, I just remember thinking all I can do is take one, put one foot in front of the other. That's all I could do. Yeah. Um, and I remember specifically that being in that place, you know, the, the, the vision of where I was at that point, um, I almost see it through blurred tears. Um, and cause I, I may have been crying at that point. I don't know, but it's, it's miserable. Uh, the good news is, is that there is joy available on the other side. If we will just go to God, take it to him and do these things that we're talking about here. There is hope. This will not, this too shall pass. Yes. Right. As an important perspective to have, nothing is ever going to stay the same. It's important just not to give up and to go to the Lord and take it to him. 
um, because he will help you through it and help you to overcome it. Because the word says, darkness may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. And you're reminding me of a dream I had when I was running a race and I was so tired and I just quit. And of course I lost the race, but then it was like a rewind and I just put one foot in front of the other and I won the race and I woke up and what the spirit said to me is the only way you can really lose is if you quit, give up. if mm-hmm. you quit and give up because God will give you free will right? and you can choose whether you want to give up. But along the lines of one other thing I want to say, because 15% of those who suffer from some form of depression take their lives each year. I want you to know that there is a suicide hotline nationally if you're in America. I don't know what they are in foreign countries, but you can find out easily. Um, in around uh, America, call 1-800-273-8255 or 1-800-TALK. 1-800-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. If you're in the North Texas area, 214-828-1000, 214-828-1000. And that's a 24-hour line on both of those in the sense that um, there is someone there to talk with you at all times, at all times. So you're never alone because sometimes you need someone to talk to and you can't wake up a family member at 3 a.m. in the morning, but these are there for you. So make, and then if you're uh, listening to us in another country in Europe or something, they have those there too as well. Just one, uh, one clarification there. The 800 number is 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Did I say that wrong? You just said one, you said 1-800-TALK. And so I was just putting in the three numbers before it, 273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. 8255. So anywhere in the United States, that 800 number works, or if you're in the North Texas area, the uh, 214 number works. Should okay. we give it again? Uh, I, maybe we do it. At, let's pray. And yeah. We'll, do it. we'll give it to you one more time in case you're looking for a pen. Okay. So you want to lead us in prayer? Okay. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this opportunity to address what is an important topic because Satan is our enemy. He's the enemy of our soul. He's the enemy of us as Christians. He wants us to be depressed. He wants us to be defeated and discouraged. And we know that he tries to bring things and have us think about things in the wrong way so we can start in a downward spiral. In this world, you said, we will have trial and tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've devoided it of its ability to harm you. So Lord, we just ask Anybody that is experiencing these symptoms that, are, that is hearing us today, that you would just break any spirit of depression over them in Jesus' name. We know that we're to agree together. It shall be done. We come against any strategies of the enemy. No weapon formed against anyone listening can prosper because of what you did at Calvary to defeat Satan. I pray, Lord, that hearts will be open today to listen to this podcast and listen to it again and receive you as Lord and Savior if they haven't, and to be willing to seek therapy and medical help if they need it and find the source of this depression because you did not die on the cross and suffer and rise again so that we go through this life depressed. You want us to be joyous in this Christmas season. You want the joy of the Lord to be our strength every day. And even if we go through some times of sadness and depression to run 
back to you because that's what your word says that you cover us with your wings and that we're in a place under you according to Psalm 91:1 where no weapon no foe can harm us so we thank you for that for lord we thank you lord for that and we ask you lord that this um podcast and what we've said will just help people to rise from any strategies of the enemy against them in jesus name we pray amen 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 so that 800 number one more time yes the 800 number is 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. Thank you for joining us today on the Totally Transformed Podcast. Merry Christmas. Yes. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again on the next episode of the Totally Transformed Podcast. Mm -hmm.